Please be seated. Merry Christmas. Can, can we still say that for another day, right? Sure, we know that there are 12 days of Christmas, and I guess officially the 12th day was yesterday, but it's still kind of nice to keep that Christmas spirit alive, right? So Merry Christmas. Thank you. Well, welcome to Christ the Redeemer. We're glad you're here starting the week off by worshiping God and celebrating the victory of life over death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And here at CTR, we want to be intentional on teaching the Christian faith to, to young disciples. So the first Sunday of every month, we begin the sermon with a children's message. Any and all children and their parents are welcome to come forward a little closer to the sanctuary. Christ is the greatest gift that we can ever receive. So 
So every year, for Jesus' birthday, we're reminded of the greatest gift by, by getting gifts ourselves. So maybe it has something also to do with, with the Bible story we just read. Did any of y'all listen when I went out there and I, and I read for a long time? <laughs> what, what story was that? The story of Jesus' birthday, yeah. Hey, buddy. And what what happened at Jesus' birthday? Remember, there were, there were these three. There was these wise men, these kings. They, they traveled a long, long way to meet Jesus, right? Yeah. And when they met Jesus, they gave him what? Frankincense. Frankincense and what else? Yeah. So I I think y'all saw these in your Sunday school class. We've got gold and frankincense. Oh. And, and myrrh? Did y'all talk about what they mean? Did y'all talk about what they mean? Because these are kind of weird gifts to give a baby or a little kid, right? Like, I would not give my son Joseph gold and frankincense and myrrh. They would not grow up, right? They're, they actually mean something. So gold, it means power and wealth. It means that Jesus is king. Jesus is in charge, right? So gold represents that he's king. Now, frankincense is used for incense. It's sweet-smelling smoke. And that's what the priests use in their offerings towards God. So the frankincense shows that Jesus is a priest. And then the myrrh, the myrrh was used for mixing oil. And he took care of um, took care of recently dead people. And it shows that Jesus is actually a prophet, and prophets died. So these, these gifts were very special to Jesus because it shows that he is king, a prophet, and a priest. Yeah. But again, Jesus is the greatest gift, right? So instead of gold or frankincense and myrrh, what do you think you could give Jesus? What is the greatest gift you could give Jesus? Jesus. Uh, his father. It's actually you. You are the best gift that you can give Jesus. Because, check this out. Jesus gives himself to you. And what he wants is you. What he wants is you to give yourself to him. Does that make sense? Jesus, no, really, what, what Jesus is after most is, is just simply you. He wants a good and awesome relationship with you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with a daily prayer that you can say every morning, okay? Whether you're getting up or um, eating breakfast or maybe mom and dad are telling you to hurry up because we're going to be late, say this prayer, okay? Listen to this prayer. It's very simple. I praise my God this day. I give myself to God this day. I ask God to help me this day. So repeat after me. I praise my God this day. I praise my God this day. I give myself to God this day. I give myself to God this day. I ask God to help me this day. Amen. That's a great prayer. Thank y'all for that today. Thank you.
I just thought this was really funny. I saw this earlier this week. It's, yeah. We'll see how long this lasts. Okay, we'll see. This is a really fun time of year. It's a great time of year. We, we just had the, the joy and the excitement of Christmas. Now we're moving into a new season called Epiphany. That's a kind of a fancy word, but it's Father Christmas in the opening. It means manifestation or revealing or, or insight. And, and basically it just means this. The Hebrews, the, the Jews, the chosen people of God, were expecting their Messiah. Their Messiah. What they got instead was their Messiah and the Savior of the entire world. The Jews, the chosen people of God, were expecting and their Messiah. And their Messiah was supposed to, to take care of the Gentiles, the supposed to deal with the Gentiles, all the other nations, the non-Jews. And how does this Messiah deal with the nations? How, do, how does he deal with the Gentiles? He's their Savior too. As the scripture says this about Jesus, he is the light that enlightens the Gentiles. And my friends, this, this is really great news because if, if you're like me, you really don't have much of an ethnic Jewish background. You're more like the, all the other nations. You're more like the Gentiles. You have a Gentile background. So the epiphany, the, the manifestation is that the Jewish Messiah is the light of the world. He's a savior of the mankind. He is the living and active God who loves us and calls us to be his own, calls us to be his own people. So we start this epiphany season with this really cool story about the, the Magi, and they're, they're wise men, maybe they're kings, and they travel a long way from the east to meet this baby named Jesus, this Jewish baby named Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as the song says, they, they, they travel over field and fountain, moor and mountain, and when they come to this, this Jewish baby, it says they bow down and they worship him. And they give him these weird gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And as I told the children, the, the gifts mean something. something. They're, they're symbolic. And unfortunately, there, there's somewhat loss in American Christianity, but we, we have to maintain this. There is a threefold order of Jesus Christ. He is prophet, he is priest, and he is king. Prophet. Jesus is God in the flesh. But he's also a prophet. He is a mouthpiece for God. He speaks God's truth because he is God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the office of prophet, now what we would call the spiritual gift of prophecy, means that you foretell God's truth. And this is a very important ministry because people need to know what's right and wrong. People need to know God's truth. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> We're working on amen, so all I can say now is yeah. <laughs> what's right? What's right are things like love and compassion and mercy and forgiveness and justice. What's wrong are things like hatred, pride, racism, and injustice. And Jesus keeps us safe. And Jesus keeps us safe. Jesus speaks the truth. And that's what Jesus prophets do. Is in our hearts. Jesus is in our hearts from the mouth of babes. <laughs> My son Joseph is very comfortable here in church, and, and I don't know how I'm done, but 
This is actually something of, of the gospel that Jesus says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder him. And yes, sanctuary is sacred space, but uh, that's something of the awesomeness of God is that he is totally and completely other and that yet he is so intimate to us that yes, we should feel comfortable that God our Father comes to us and picks us up and, and, and holds us. So um, hopefully he's not too distracting and I'll try to keep going with where I was. Jesus is a prophet. That's what that um, gift of myrrh was. But Jesus is king, okay? You know, we have the we have Sunday designated as Christ the King Sunday, but that's, that's every Sunday. Jesus is the king of the new creation because he doesn't stay dead, right? He begins a new creation by the power of the Holy Spirit. We actually are a new creation. Some of you know the scripture. It says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And then Jesus says this about himself. I make all things new. Jesus is the king of the new creation. And so he's given gold to symbolize that kingly role. And finally, frankincense, symbolic of, of the priestly office. We have to remember that Jesus is our great high priest. And I know nowadays priest is a somewhat unfamiliar term. And you know, when, when I've been asked, what do you do? And, and I respond, oh, I'm a priest. More than a few times, the response has been, what is that? And for a while, I, I didn't know quite how to, to respond. You know, what is their church background, their faith background? What is that? Like this angle or that angle? But now what I think I've settled on is that a priest is a representative of God and his church. A priest brings people to God and brings God to his people. So here's something that might excite or scare you. The church is a priestly ministry, and you are a priest of the living God. The church is a priestly ministry, and you are a priest of the living God. This might be news for you, but it's actually quite old. In Exodus, the, the, the second book of the Bible, God says this. God says, Though the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. The Apostle Peter, 30 years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he says this to the church. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices to God through Jesus Christ. So friends, if you've never thought of yourself as a representative of Jesus Christ in this church, if you've never thought of yourself as someone who brings God to people and brings people to God, start thinking of yourself in that way. Maybe I can invite you to start thinking of yourself in that way. Maybe I can invite you to explore these things with us during the Epiphany season. So the upcoming weeks here at CTR, we're going, to be, we're going to be talking a lot about what it means to be salt and light. What it means to be a city on a hill. What it means to be a royal priesthood. We're going to be exploring worship and life groups and ministry and missions. We're going to explore this, this bold claim that we witness to what we worship. We witness to what we worship. So what is worship about? We're going to discuss how growing in our knowledge and love of the Lord 
can, can really have different avenues. Bible studies, several, several groups, men's studies, women's studies, theology on tap. And, and all of it is meant to share and grow in the love of Christ Jesus. And we're going to dream. We're going to dream about serving the Lord and serving the community right here in Fort Worth. How we can give our best to God and how we can reach out to others with the love of God. So I hope you'll come back to this upcoming, these upcoming weeks as we journey through Epiphany together. Sorry. Epiphany? <laughs> and may God bless you this week. Amen.